welcome back to the island. I'm Bombo, and I will be your host today as we go over our week eight ballers, bums, overachievers, and how these guys will impact your team's rest of season. But before we kick it off, remember to follow and subscribe to all things Fantasy Island Podcast. That is Island with two eyes. We are on every platform, no paywall, no fluff, all heat. Let's get into it. Week eight's ballers, we're going to start off with Dak Prescott. He goes for 304 yards, four touchdowns. With the current injuries to quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Anthony Richardson, Kirk Cousins, list goes on. Uh, I got Dak penciled in as a top 10 option going forward. He got his bad games out of the way beginning of the season. We told you a couple weeks back, start buying in on this Cowboys offense. Mostly because everyone on this offense is playing for their jobs. That's including the coach, offensive coordinators, Dak, Tony Pollard. There's huge expectations for the Cowboys. It's do or die for them right now. I expect the Cowboys to be going all out to put their best product on the field. By in the Dak Prescott. Speaking of the Cowboys, our next baller, CeeDee Lamb, Mr. Wide Receiver 1 for Week 8. Went off for 12 catches, 158 yards, and 2 touchdowns. The Cowboys' recipe for success is getting the ball to C.D. Lamb. The running game just isn't where we thought it would be. There's really no need to overcomplicate this offense. Hopefully the Cowboys are seeing that. Get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. In fact, uh, this last Sunday's game, the uh, color guys on TV actually said that the Cowboys have a whole sheet of plays that they just call their stud playbook, and it's literally a bunch of plays to get the ball in C.D. Lamb's hands. That looks like a winning formula. They should probably stick with that. CeeDee Lamb locked in top 10 wide receiver rest of year. He's going to flirt with top five as long as the Cowboys keep on winning and they keep on taking advantage of bad teams. Sticking with the wide receiver position, another baller. And I could have went either one, either Waddle or Tyreek Hill, but I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle because he's sometimes the Robin or the forgotten man out of that duo. Jalen Waddle, seven catches, 121 yards and one touchdown. Dolphins are a team that can support multiple fantasy stars. I repeat, the Dolphins can support multiple fantasy stars. You want to buy in on as many of these guys in the offense as you can, especially their stars. The price may be a little high, but we've seen now for the past eight weeks, the outcome is always the same. These guys are studs. These guys are lineup locks, set it and forget it type players. This team is stacked. They have everything but a tight end. Jalen Waddle is, at the very minimum, a mid-wide receiver, too, going forward. And our last baller, Monday Night Miracle, Mr. Jameer Gibbs, 26 carries, 152 yards, one touchdown, also added five catches for another 37 weeks. We got a bye week coming up. David Montgomery is eventually coming back. That makes Jameer Gibbs a huge gamble. But like we say on the show, that's why we play. He probably is not going to be getting workhorse touches. He's not going to be getting 30, 35 carries with Montgomery coming back in the fold. But what he is going to get are touches that are very fantasy friendly. Jameer Gibbs is going to be very efficient. His catches are going to go for positive yardage. Hey, you've seen the juice this past Monday when they were killing the Raiders. Uh, when he hits a corner, and even when he hits the hole, he's just running aggressively. He's got the speed. Even with David Montgomery coming back into the fold, I got Jameer Gibbs being an RB2 for the rest of the season. Uh, the Lions can support it. 
I'm all in on Jameer Gibbs. His buy win his buy low window is officially closed. Maybe you can get somebody because he's going into the bye week and you're willing to take on that one less game for the a future of Jameer Gibbs. If you can do it, do it. It's gonna take some savvy pitching to your league mates, but try to get it done. Now for our week eight bums. And like we always say, anyone can get it. Anyone can make this list. I don't care where you drafted them. And the Kansas City Chiefs have made this list this week. As a whole, everyone. Patrick Mahomes, less than 10 points. That's crazy. But if you have been following this Mahomes-Andy Reid regime, they have one, maybe two games like this every year. And you just have to take the bad with the good. Their bad never outweighs their good. You can fire these guys up, rest a year, back in your lineup. If a bad Mahomes performance costs you a win this week, take it on the chin. Mahomes, Kelsey, Pacheco, and to a certain extent, Rasheed Rice, all our starters going forward. Don't worry about them. This is an anomaly. Our next bum from the Cowboys, Tony Pollard, 12 carries for 53 yards, one catch for one yard. This isn't the back fantasy managers signed up for when they were taking him in the first round. And right now, the Cowboys are not having to lean on the run to win games. They're perfectly happy with airing it out and targeting C.D. Lamb and Jake Ferguson and Brandon Cooks. That means Tony Pollard is kind of the odd man out of this offense, but makes you think about it. I know that he showed flashes when he was sharing a backfield with Zeke. But what made us think Tony Pollard was all of a sudden going to become Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey overnight? Still hasn't proven it to me. He's definitely not proving it to his owners right now. He may be on your hot seat. My opinion, you keep him. You're not going to get back to draft capital, but that doesn't even matter anymore because it's been a long time since you drafted. Right now, Tony Pollard is a running back too. If you can upgrade and get yourself a surefire running back one, my piece of advice to you, sell it to that one Cowboys fan that's in your league because I know that Cowboys fan is in your league. I'd be trying to sell Tony Pollard, but only for a top 10 running back just based off the name and the offense that he's playing in. Just when it comes, if you're keeping him, try to lower your expectations. And our last bump for week eight, Chris Alave, five catches, 46 yards. This offense is giving all of Alave's looks to Shahid which is good for the Saints, bad for anyone who has stock in Alave. On a day where Carr threw for a ton, this is a real head-scratcher because it's, Alave is open, and when those big chunk plays are coming, they're going to Kamara or they're going to Shahid. Sometimes they're going to Taysom Hill. Don't worry. If the Saints are rolling offensively, eventually they're going to get Alave in the fold. They know he's their best playmaker when it, on the offensive side of the ball. Better days to come with the Saints, better days to come with Chris Alave. But for week eight, he's on the bum list. Now our overachievers. We preface it by saying these are guys that we don't expect to do this every week. These are guys that we will warn you, don't chase the points. These are also guys that may be on the cusp of no longer being on this list and being maybe a more stable fantasy option. And the first guy I'm going to start with, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill goes for nine carries, 63 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Also threw in one catch for 14 yards. Don't expect huge numbers like this, but Taysom Hill can no longer be ignored. We've been preaching it on the island since before week one. 
tight end landscape is pretty dry outside of your top three or four guys. If you're going to roll the dice with a tight end, you might as well roll it with Taysom Hill just because he can score a touchdown three different ways on the field at any time. And like I said earlier, this Saints offense appears to be rolling. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Going to Taysom Hill in key goal line situations is working. Taysom Hill should be rostered. Taysom Hill can be started over a lot of other tight ends that just aren't doing it for you. Our other overachiever, and I'm going to just keep him on this list once because uh, going forward, I don't expect him to be an overachiever. I expect him to be a mainstay in people's lineups. Trey McBride from the Arizona Cardinals. 10 catches, 95 yards, one touchdown. He was shot out of a rocket and got his breakout game done early. First game, done. But the questions at quarterback for the Cardinals are what's going to hold him back from being a set it and forget it tight end one going forward. You want to definitely roster him. You want to keep him on your bench until you find out who his quarterback is. Keep in mind, he hasn't caught many passes from Kyler Murray or whoever this new guy is since they traded Josh Dobbs earlier today. Keep an eye on the quarterback situation, but Trey McBride should no longer be on waiver wires. 100% should be on your roster. Once they find out who their quarterback is, evaluate, then start. And our last overachiever, Gus Edwards, the bus, Gus the bus. 19 carries, 80 yards, three touchdowns the hard way. And it's good to see a downhill bruiser get some fantasy shine. But I'm going to say it again, don't chase the points. He's had his two best games the past two weeks. But like we've seen, every Baltimore running back eventually has this multi-touchdown huge fantasy game. I don't care who it is. Kenyon Drake, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell had a couple of touchdowns a few years ago. Uh, the Baltimore backfield is a mess, but if you're going to own a Baltimore back, Gus Edwards is the one to own. He 100% is a great start if you have a guy on by or if he's going against a super weak team and they expect to run out the clock, he's a good spot start. But if you can upgrade to a more consistent running back option, a high-end RB2, I would be shopping him right now off of this two-good-game performance and seeing what you can get. Test the market. Those are our Week 8 ballers, bums, and overachievers and how they will impact the rest of your season going forward. Hope we were able to help your team out a little bit and put what we've seen in week eight into perspective. On behalf of the rest of the island, which is Mr. Sweet Tea, Mr. R.W. King, I'm Bombo. See you next time. Yeah.